Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence. Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. This is AutoLine Daily for December 20, 2010, and now the news. Looks like Toyota is going to be facing problems for some years to come. An analysis of the company by Goldman Sachs Japan predicts the automaker will lose global market share. Part of the company's problems stem from the ongoing weakness in its home market of Japan, where Toyota is posting an operating loss. Europe and India are cited as other problem areas for Toyota. The report says that Toyota will not start to turn around until it comes out with the next generation Camry in the American market next summer and with a new entry-level family car in China in about two to three years' time. Here's a story we've been following quite a bit on AutoLine Daily. You all know how China slashed its exports of rare earth metals, which are needed to make hybrids and electric cars, as well as all kinds of electronics and military equipment. Well, the Wall Street Journal reports the United States is going to reopen its rare earth mine in California. The U.S. used to be the prime source of rare earth metals until 2002, when the mine was closed for environmental reasons. But the new owners of the mine say they can solve these environmental issues, and environmentalists seem to be willing to go along with them. China says it's cutting back on its rare earth exports because of environmental issues. And speaking of China, rare earth metals and electric cars, Volkswagen says it wants to be the number one electric car maker in China. According to Bloomberg, VW is already the largest foreign automaker in the country and wants to be number one in EV sales by 2018. VW will spend more than 10 billion euros over the next five years in China to help boost production. Even though electric cars are getting all the headlines these days, automakers have not given up on fuel cell cars. Mercedes-Benz is now offering the B-Class F-Cell for lease to California residents. But because of the extremely scarce number of refueling stations, Mercedes is conducting its own vetting process to decide who can lease one. Powered by an electric motor, the F-Cell uses a fuel cell stack to generate electricity and a lithium-ion battery pack to store it. Mercedes says it has a range of 240 miles. And speaking of hydrogen, Bloomberg reports that Hyundai plans to start commercial production of fuel cell cars by 2015. The model will be an upgrade of the Tucson iX, a fuel cell SUV introduced in 2008. The range of the new car is more than 400 miles, which is more than a 50% improvement from the previous model. But electrics and fuel cell cars are facing a moving target. Today's conventional cars just keep getting better. Take Ford's new C-Max, which was designed and engineered in Europe. The company just revealed the North American version of this compact people mover. Ford is billing it as a 5 plus 2. That is, it's designed for five passengers with room for two children in the third row. As with other recent Fords, the C-Max comes loaded with technology. It gets active park assist, the company's MyFord Touch user interface, and a really cool hands-free liftgate. 
with the key fob in his or her possession. All a driver has to do to open the hatch is wave their foot under the rear bumper. It's great for when you have an armful of packages. Under the hood, it gets either a naturally aspirated 2.5 liter power plant or a 1.6 liter EcoBoost engine, which I got to test a few months back and let me tell you that EcoBoost, it's awesome. Look for the North American version of the Ford C-Max to make its formal debut at the Detroit Auto Show next month. Car accidents are, at least for the time being, an unavoidable fact of life for drivers. They're dangerous, wasteful, and above all, aggravating. But here's one group that wants to capitalize on them. Crashvertising, as it's called, aims to combine advertising with accidents. Here's how it works. When a car crash gets reported on social networking sites like Facebook or Twitter, a team of crashvertisers is dispatched. At the scene of the accident, they hold up banners, set up special safety triangles, and give away swag to advertise companies or products to the motorists who are trapped in the traffic bottleneck. <laughs> Before you blow a head gasket, keep in mind, this is satire. It's not for real. But you know, I wouldn't be surprised if someone does use crash advertising in the future. Coming up next, we'll take a look at the new vehicle that shocked everyone by ending up as one of the finalists for the North American Truck of the Year Award. I'm on the jury for the North American Car and Truck of the Year Award, and I think we all knew that the Jeep Grand Cherokee would end up on the list of finalists for the award. But I think we were all shocked when the new Dodge Durango ended up there too. Yeah, they're built in the same plant, they go down the same line, but they are different vehicles. I was out on the media launch for the Durango and here's my reaction to it. Here's my instant impression of the 2011 Dodge Durango. Very different Dodge Durango, this one. That's because it's on the same platform as the new Jeep Grand Cherokee. The old Durango used to be body on frame. This new one's unit body. Just feels tighter. The whole thing just feels better put together. They've really gone for the aerodynamic look on this thing. All the gaps are a lot tighter and everything on the vehicle. You'll also notice how they fill in the wheel well opening just to give a better relationship between that opening and the tire. And you'll also notice minimal front overhang. This is more like a BMW in that respect. But the best news, I think, is with the interior of this thing. Totally different than before. Much more sophisticated. You've got those instruments really angled right at the driver. Big open graphics on them. And one of the things that you'll really notice on the inside are the gaps on all the switch gear. Minimal gaps. I mean, it looks like they cut these things with a razor blade. I think they're about one millimeter. And that speaks of the craftsmanship that's gone into it. No doubt about it, the 2011 Dodge Durango is the most sophisticated SUV that Dodge has ever built. We'll know in a couple of weeks whether the Durango gets named as the North American Truck of the Year, where it's up against the Grand Cherokee and Ford Explorer. That announcement will be made at the Detroit Auto Show. Don't forget to tune into Open Line tonight, which gives you the opportunity to join in on all the talk of what's going on with cars. Or you can just sit back and listen, but it's the only show I know where the audience can jump in at any time it wants to. 
Join host Michelle Naranjo tonight starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Open Line. And that brings us to the end of today's report on the latest news in the global automotive industry. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.